Well, hey there, welcome to episode eight of season eight of the Simplify and Multiply show. I'm super glad you're here. And today you're going to love this. I've got Colleen Rogers. Colleen is a corporate virtual speaker on talent retention. And she also wrote the book, Key Mindsets That Retain Top Talent. We are going to be talking about two different things, but very related. Colleen's area of expertise is in the HR corporate arena. She's going to be bringing in a lot of perspectives that we solopreneurs can take into our business and learn a lot from. She's also going to be sharing her own experiences as a solopreneur running her business about who she's hired, how she outsources and what she's done to run her business and grow it. So let's go ahead and have a chat with Colleen. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show hosted by award-winning creative business development expert and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Colleen, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. I'm super happy to have you here. Awesome. (laughs) So I wanted to, as we spoke earlier, okay, so for my listener, Colleen and I had a a chat earlier before we, uh, you know, to just kind of zero in on some areas because she's really bringing in a a unique perspective that I think is going to be super helpful. Not only the fact that Colleen is a solopreneur like you and I, but also because of her vast experience working with the corporate world in the in the context of HR and talent retention and reducing risk and making sure they're following the law and their state and uh, and all that good stuff. So we're going to be kind of talking about a lot of different things. So I hope you get a lot of value from it. So Colleen, let's go ahead and just start where I'd like to begin uh, is you talking about your experience, hiring help, getting help, doing your website, getting help with biz dev, whatever some of the things that you've done, because you've been in business a while and you've had some good hires, you said to me, and you've had some not so great hires. So what were some of your experiences and learnings going through that uh, hiring, getting help? As a solopreneur, not as a corporate. Yeah, as as a one person business owner. So, um, I'm part of the John Maxwell team and we all get coaches. And one of the coaches I remember saying to me, you don't wait till you have it all ready to go before you jump out. Obviously you need to be financially ready (laughs) to leave corporate world and start on your own, but you're not going to have everything in place. And if you do, if you wait till that, you'll never begin. So I'm definitely one of those people who did not wait. I was like, okay. I've done my John Maxwell. I've got HR background. I'm jumping in. I'm doing this. And so we learned a lot. And I say we, because my husband is in the business with me. So, you know, we've made our shared mistakes and wasted money and went through two website people. Um, One was not a, um, a behind the scenes website person, just a great graphic person. 
Yeah. And then the other just didn't come through. And so we went through, that was probably the most painful thing mm. to going back to someone who we knew personally to do our website and just redid that. It, what a process, right? I mean, you, yeah. you guys know that. And because the I'm the brand, uh, it's, it's a more personal website. And so it's a lot about me and my experience and what I do. And so I had to supply all that information. So that took a lot. So then through this process, we're on our fourth year now in business and had our best year ever last year, believe it or not, in the middle of COVID, which is crazy. I've heard that a lot from people. Is that crazy? Yeah, 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 it is. It's like, yeah. (laughs) So like whatever that was, it needs to get dialed up, right? (laughs) Right, 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 exactly. And so I left, you know, corporate world to be a full-time speaker, um, and knowing I had the HR background and obviously that's my lane. I talk about hiring people and, and how do we keep people and how do we stay in law? So that business, you know, speaking, uh, my last time on stage was February. So I've been, we do virtual presentations from home, like everybody else. We do zoom, we do that. So that was a big change for us too. And so we had, we have two home studios recording and a video, um, learned a lot there, made mistakes, still learning there. Who do we hire to do things? Um, you know, we have the, the, the person who does all the graphics, you know, all my branding stuff. That was a process. We're in the middle of looking our, my social media person now has moved on to something else. So who's going to handle the social media. So it's really mm. been for us, I'm sure as a, a lot of people, trial, trial by error, like, uh, okay, let me find out more about how to run a business. What are the five, you know, so it's, that's our, we're still in the process of it is, is serving our clients, which are, for me, it's HR consulting and training and then creating the curriculum, you know, writing our first book. So it's all, I would like to say, I could give you a perfect little, Hey, this is how we do it. And all went well, but it's not. Well, you wouldn't be on the show if it was perfect because we're all here learning together. And that's why I, you know, that's one of the reasons why just as an aside, I didn't want to like get all these huge, big, famous, you know, like entrepreneurial types to talk and preach their wisdom. I wanted real people who were dealing with real issues yeah. today <laughs> because that's what's relatable because we're all in a different part of that journey and yeah. we can all learn from each other. Like, I'm sure that there's going to be a listener that's hearing what you're saying and going, oh, wow, I was going to do social media. Now I, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. they're, they're going to be behind you in a way uh, for what they're experiencing. And who knows, maybe somebody will be where you're headed and they may reach out to you and say, hey, Colleen, here's a tip for you. Something I learned that'll save you hours of time. Uh, or maybe a virtual assistant who's like really awesome may reach out to you and say, I will take over that social media for you. Right. Yeah. So that's the great I, thing about being honest and just sharing what's really going on. Lord knows I do enough of that on this show. I feel like it's my personal dear Abby sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I, I think often authenticity, it's funny. A lot of people will use that word. I'm sure they do for you, Terry. When I speak, I mean, I, I don't have it all together. I share stories. The, my book is full of stuff that, you know, I've learned and I've done well and not so great of bosses and oh, I wasn't so great. So I, I just think being authentic because that's what real people really want. Nobody yes. wants to be around somebody who's perfect. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and that's, it's so funny. Cause that's the basis of my, all my programs. It's like building a business of you where you're, you can be a thousand percent you yeah. and warts and all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because exactly. you're right. People are hungry for that. We're over automated, over cosmetized. We are just like, you know, walking robots. So let's stop that, peel it back and go, here's what's really going on. This is what I think about this. Yeah. Because we're all human. We're all dealing with the same stuff uh, mm -hmm. from time to time. And it's, it's good to be there for one another, to support each other, and to just know that you're not alone because being a solopreneur can be very lonely vocations. Like you're lucky you've got Jim yeah. and I have a, a couple of clients that they work with their spouses and I'm like, and I'm envious because I am not married. You know, my husband died years ago. And although I'm, I'm with a, I've been dating a wonderful man, Doug, I've referred to him on the show several times and he is my polar opposite from the standpoint of strengths. So I'm like the creative woo woo and, you know, real relationshipy person. And he is a, like a Notre Dame electrical engineer, uh, MBA. He works in corporate and he's like in real estate facilities management. And he's very analytical. He can do like long division in his head. Like oh. he's like Sheldon on the big bang theory. He's just oh. brilliant. And I'm like 14 plus two plus, <laughs> yeah, I can't even calculate a tip. <laughs> But, you know, there are times, <laughs> and he gives me, and this is where he helps me, right? So he gives me some very good objective support and advice. Yeah. And, but he has openly admitted, and you and I touched on this a little bit, that he doesn't get this world. He doesn't understand because he's never been a solopreneur. Yeah. He's always been what he refers to as a corporate dweeb. <laughs> but I am envious of you and Jim that you get to support one another because it doesn't end up being so lonely and you can, you know, kind of vision and create and grow together. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like Jim is your first employee. <laughs> kind of. Kind of because he um, he's been dragged into the business and I don't say that he really does love it. He's, we're both very creative. So it's interesting you say that, you know, we're he's a musician and we both sing. So our background's very creative. So writing the book together and creating stuff, creating it. curriculum, we're, we're definitely in sync. But he, I tell, I have to say this, I cannot do this business without him. And, and we oh. have learned why we've had a Is he still around? Business. You might want to drag him in. To, yeah, uh, no, he's left now. He's gone, <laughs> he's gone <laughs> out of the room. He's going to he, get all red when he listens to the show. He will. He will. <laughs> it was just too hard at the scale we were doing it at for me to do everything. And, I, and we talked yeah. about this earlier today. Well, especially when you were traveling, right? Right. And then, you know, I'm trying to speak and that just wears you out. And then, you know, travel, but creating content, mm -hmm. writing the book and then delivering because I do executive coaching, I do training. So there's, there's only so much during the, the day for me to go around. And so mm -hmm. having him help create the curriculum and then passing it off to somebody else to produce it for us, like our book was produced by Higher Life publishing. Uh, I, I would never try to do that myself and because it's just too much work. So, yeah. Oh um, no. I've published six and I know, cause I've done them all myself. And yeah, I, I admire you for doing that. We were just like, Nope, we're going to invest in somebody else doing this. So they're knowing mm -hmm. what our lane is and what's mm -hmm. interesting is we thought, wow, we're going to need a lot of editing and 
we didn't I mean Jim's really a better writer than I am so you know we learned a lot through that process next year we'll be writing another one yay we're actually starting this year I should say because we're now in that year but um we've learned a lot and the interesting thing about working in businesses is that I always have a story <laughs> Tell me crazy stories of things that go on in HR that, you know, I have to make sure I don't share too much, but you know, my clients, I'm just, sometimes I just shake, shake my head and, and I go, wow, okay. I, I, this is a new one, you know? So you always, <laughs> and when you're inside a business, you always have something to share on the stage. You know, mm-hmm. it's never, you know, boring. I mean, HR world, we've gone through this whole COVID thing. Well, I'm talking to one of my clients because I coach HR people also inside of companies. And um, I'm like, okay, so how did you handle it? You know, because we're still now dealing with COVID and what happens when somebody gets it in your business and, you know, quarantine, you know, so it's never boring. Never boring, never boring. And uh, I just thought that was kind of a cool little segue there talking about the boys, get the boys in on the show. (laughs) But, you know, when you talk about, um, you're getting your website designer, social media, and, and then they didn't work. You know what I mean? It's like you, you stop, start, stop, start. And I think a lot of times, especially well with a website, it's a little different because, you know, when I look at getting help, there's ongoing help that you can hire, even if it's just 10 hours a week. Right. And then there's project-based help where you have a project and it might be a lengthy project. It could be a six month project, but at the end of the day, it's, it has a start and stop. Uh, when you look at bringing on someone who's going to do regular weekly work for you, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. And I think that in many cases, a lot of these, and, I, and I'm speaking from experience because when I first went into business, I was a freelancer. I built websites, right? That's one mm-hmm. of many things I did. And I felt like they were treating me like a freelancer. You know what I mean? Like they didn't really, when I would ask them questions about their customers and, you know, how they want to, like all of the non-website type stuff, which is, was unusual. Most website people are like, all right, give me the content and I'll just build it. Right. I mean, that's an oversimplification of it, but for all intents and purposes, that's pretty much it. But mm-hmm. I wanted to understand how can we make this work for your customer? Cause I'm always very customer focused. And that actually evolved into some amazing qualitative research that I started doing and really creating some messaging and branding that was very, very strong. But for me, what mattered was really getting to know my client and getting to know their business and their culture. And I wanted to work with them over time. I didn't want to be treated like some disposable project person. And I think that a lot of the the VAs out there who are only interested in those projects are treated that way. And they also kind of expect that as well, mm-hmm. which is why they work for, you know, time for money kind of thing, you know, hourly rates and stuff. Right. And so when you have somebody like that, it's really kind of hard, especially in the virtual model, it's really kind of hard to get loyalty and to get them to invest in you and your business. Now, on the other hand, you have somebody who may be doing social media for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want them to obviously have skills, but you also want them to have interest in your business, in you, mm-hmm. right? Getting to know Colleen and, and all of those things that they will come to you with ideas. Yeah. That you want it to be a true partnership in that relationship. So I didn't mean to take that over. It's just one of those things that I'm 
as I'm talking to people this season about this, I'm finding these little nuances of how people are perceived when they are looking at being a virtual worker or a temp or remote worker or whatever you want to call it. There's like a million different names. And when you and I, I'll segue over to what I also want to talk to you about. When you and I were talking earlier, you were, and this is shifting you from your business into the work you're doing and helping your clients. They're struggling figuring out how to deal with remote workers. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about that, because I think that's going to bring a unique perspective to my listener about dealing with what is it like dealing with someone who is a remote worker? So I don't know that I have all the answers on this because my clients have done a mix of it, right? And so they, uh, most of them, so what I do is I go into companies and uh, the name of our book's called Retention. And so I tell people how to retain their talents, you know, as an HR professional and, and, and show them how much turnover is costing them. So part of that is learning to work with your employees. You know, some companies have a very authoritative style of management. They haven't transferred over. And um, a lot of that is family owned businesses because they don't have a corporate structure and all that. So most of them are, will work with the individual because some people just, you know, as our nation is split in many ways, some people have a fear of the COVID and some people are like, whatever, you know? Right. So it is a working with the individual. So if somebody does have a genuine concern, then they're allowing them to work from home. Um, What we are hearing is, uh, you know, unless there's mechanisms set in place, checking in every Friday, you know, there's a check off, there's some kind of accountability built in system, whatever it might be. Some people are not producing at the level that they were. And some people are producing more because they were distracted at the office. So there's a Mm. lot of distractions and I can, I can, um, give you an example of how this kind of fit in my world. Many years I homeschooled my boys. So um, I homeschooled them and they were generally done by noon. And, and people go, well, how was that possible? I said, because there's none of that changing classes and going to the lunch and going, you know, all their afternoon activities were done in the afternoon with other homeschoolers or even with the public schools. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, if you're very focused and you're working from home, some people are excelling in that environment and some people are not. So most of my clients are, well, let's, let's see what works, you know, because I have one I shared with you that their people don't want to come back now. But the <laughs> the management wants the people to come back. They want that camaraderie. And so they're saying, what do we do? And I said, well, what's wrong with doing a blend? You know, you know, what is wrong with saying we need everybody here on this day and these hours um, and and making a new <laughs> um, paradigm of how, how we work. I have one uh, friend in HR. She's a very good friend they are possibly getting rid of their building. They're all going to work remote. We're talking about a lot of money saved in a huge three-story building they've been leasing. I mean, it's just incredible. Sometimes we look at things in such a negative way when actually 
these things force us to look at things differently, just like I share with our business. Okay. We're like, okay, well, I'm not traveling. So let's do it virtually home. And now let's beep up the consulting side of the business because I'm not on as many stages and or I can planes. Do, right, right. <laughs> and I can do more actually, mm -hmm. you know, so it's just interesting, but yes, the remote thing, I think you, every company just needs to look at it with an open mind and, and bring in a consultant to ask questions. You know, consulting is the cheapest way to really transform your company. You know, as I obviously do HR and so employment law is part of my world. Now, I'm not an employment law attorney, but I will tell people I won't help you get out of it when you go to court, but I can help you stay out of it. I won't, yeah. you know, I can't get you out, but I can help you stay out. And so there's a, there's a lot to do that. Just like we hire, right? I hire a website person. I, I have done the assistance, by the way, you know, I've, I've paid for researchers, I've paid for different people trying to work all this out and still willing to work it out. But I, I pay for people to see if it works out. <laughs> I mean, I take a chance. And I think that's just what we have to do in business with the whole virtual model is let's drive. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you feeling so burdened with busy work that you're not getting the important stuff done in your business? Well, as we're uncovering in this season, you don't have to do everything. As a coach once said to me, the thing must be done, but it doesn't have to be done by you. The great thing about making decisions about how you run your business is that you can choose what to do yourself and what to automate, outsource, or eliminate. But if you're not sure where to start, let's talk it through together. Book a call with me at pappychat.com and I will help you clarify a plan on how you can get the help you need. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com. Let's get you focused on what gives you joy through expressing your 1000% and offload the stuff you don't want to do so you can make more runway for your business to grow. And, you know, you can get you can gather in other ways at other venues. It doesn't always have to be like for your example about they're getting rid of their building. It's like, right. OK, we're committed to this. Right. We can right. save so much money. And, you know, it's it's a it's a brilliant idea. But, you know, we are social beings and we do need that connection. Yeah. So it has to it has to get shored up somewhere else when it changes. Yeah. Like, yeah, OK, if you like working from home, great, we'll everybody that's official that's how our company is now but mm -hmm. we still need to have that like that original story about you know we like the camaraderie it's our culture um you know we believe that when we have tighter bonds in our relationships with each other mm -hmm. that we succeed more as a company i mean i could hear a ceo saying something like that you know <laughs> yeah i do it's funny you say that because as solopreneurs, we we are working a lot by ourselves, right? I mean, I unfortunately have my husband. Um, and I do think it's funny. I'll say to him, like, I'm not sure I saw anybody other than on Zoom this week. <laughs> you, <laughs> like maybe my kids, a friend I go walk with. And so, but Zoom is a great way to, to interact with other people. I'm loving getting to see you and your beautiful smile. And it's it's just fun. But yes, we do need interaction. So yeah. they'll have to figure that out as yeah. they're going forward, how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, the mix, the blend, maybe a smaller building, you know, maybe a rotation of people. Think of that mm -hmm. smaller building. Yeah. You're here Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. I mean, in, in our world of HR and, and people, we're in the people business. 
you know, just look at everything. Keep an open mind. That's what I tell my people. Keep an mm-hmm. open mind. You yeah. know, what what works for you? So. Yeah, because uh, I think we're, we've are we all been thrust into it and it's just remarkable. I mean, it could be the beginning of something that could be like a next level evolution of, of how we how we function in the workplace. You know, it's like re- a redefinition of the workplace. And, you know, sometimes it takes something, unfortunately, cataclysmic to right. shake us all up at the same time, as right. opposed to just one, you know, segment or sector of, of the, in, of an industry. Um, and I think that's, what's really going to do it. So I also wanted to talk to you about what are some of the challenges in the corporate environment, because this could tickle and, you know, kind of touch a little bit of the solopreneur life because a lot of solopreneurs deal with corporate clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the struggles from a retention, from a people, human capital kind of standpoint? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you had mentioned something about conflict and, and things like that. What are some of the things that you're seeing people really struggling with in addition to that remote workforce challenge? So what I find it, it, and why our business is modeled this way is that most organizations will take someone who's good at what they do, right? And this is just so typical. You're, you're a good engineer. Well, you're a good engineer and you produce. So now we're going to have you manage a team of engineers. Mm. And so then they put them in that situation where, because there's usually more pay if you manage, you know, because right. managing people is, is difficult, but they don't require, or they don't, provide them with leadership training and and management training of other people, you know, just because you were a good individual. So in HR, sometimes we'll have a dual track, the technical track, and then the management people track, right? For that reason. Mm -hmm. So you can continue to move up and get great pay, but, but that, but they need managers, but they don't prepare them. And it's not always their fault. The number one reason people leave their job is their boss that's who they have the relationship with that's going to help them grow. And so, and that's not, and the number one reason for lawsuits is the relationship between the boss and the Interesting. So I work with a a HR attorney and employment law attorney, and sometimes we'll do presentations together. I'll tell you how to stay out of court and then he'll take it from there. And the number one reason he lawsuits are because of conflict between the boss and themselves and an average lawsuit to resolve it, not even go to court is $50,000 that an EEOC charge Uh, some you've got to usually pay off the person for something. Right. So it's, it's training our people how to manage other people, which means conflict, which is why I became a crucial conversations trainer. We are, our next book will be a lot about what we have learned from many different sources on conflict resolution, managing people. And then how do you just um, encourage and value and um, prepare people for the next step? So all of that, the manager has to step out of, it's all about me to now I'm helping other people succeed. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a definite change. And if he succeeds, he, she has the manager, right. then they're going to get to go to the next level. And John Maxwell has a great level of leadership. He starts with the very positional one is, yeah, you got the title. <laughs> then number two is, it's relationship. And number three, it is producing, you have to produce. And then four, it is making somebody else a you. 
So mm-hmm. there's just high levels and that's retraining people to go, this is my job now. And this is how I add value and how I treat people. That's what I go in and do. I mean, we go in and we help leaders be better at managing people. Cause it's not easy. I mean, no. and I, we talked about that. We, we don't do. want employees. <laughs> employees yeah, are we'll hard. Yeah. This is a chronic uh, situation with solopreneurs. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of us have left our work for those reasons. Yeah. Um, I got riffed. So, you know, that was my situation. I, I liked my boss. <laughs> it's ah, just, oh, okay. They were just riffing everybody because it was during the, the crash of the, oh. the 2008 or whenever that was going on. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I think that solopreneurs really need to understand that they have to have some level of leadership skills if they are going to work with, even if it's a, a project-based, because they have yeah. to be good communicators. They have to be open to the expert giving them suggestions because mm-hmm. if they're hiring it out, that's not an area they're strong in. So take the advice of someone who knows what they're doing. And I think that's where solopreneurs struggle finding good talent because it's a different challenge in finding that talent, which is why we get stuck with lemons, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. And it happens to all of us. I mean, I think sometimes you have to try, try a trial basis. I mean, we, we didn't, let go of any of our assistants and researchers. It was just like, we're moving in a different direction, Yeah, but it is difficult to have those conversations, <laughs> you know? And so it was difficult to fire the website people. And now we have one that we have a great relationship with, but we had to go through a couple. So it obviously in solopreneur world, it's trial by air, but you, there is a method to have difficult conversations and no, none of us have been trained on how to have them. Nope. And it, it's just, we learned our parents from our parents, right? How they resolve conflict. And so maybe they were screamers and maybe they were avoiders, you know? And so maybe that makes you how you are, but there are, there are tools to do that, to have mm-hmm. difficult conversations at every company I go into, I do that with them. We're like, <laughs> okay, let's do, I call it tough talk training. Let's have tough talk training. Here's some skill sets that everybody can use. And then, then we all are kind of doing the tough talk, right? Let's, okay, can we have a tough talk? <laughs> you know, so Yeah, but that's a good skill for solopreneurs too, because not only just with any help that we would bring on, but with our freaking clients. Oh yeah. Sometimes we got to get real with the client. I mean, I actually had to fire a client last year. They were so belligerent with me. I'm like, excuse me, this is not, this does not work. It's true. (laughs) It's true. And we, sometimes because we might need the business, we might put up with stuff we shouldn't. Right. Yes. And so, good point. um, you know, hopefully, you know, everybody's at different stages, but, you know, we're at the place where we can choose who we work with, but, you know, when you're getting started, you're like, oh, so, um, yeah, you gotta gotta take them all just to figure out what you do like, honestly. I mean, for most of us coming out on our own, it's, it's the first time we're learning it's baptism by fire in every sense of that expression. It is. And I have found, it's funny, I'm drawn to, and most of my clients are family owned businesses, you know, small businesses that maybe do or don't have an HR professional because, you know, it's expensive. People are expensive. So I, I like that. And I'm drawn to being able to help them stay, I call it staying out of trouble, but also 
save money because turnover is so expensive when mm -hmm. you lose employees. And I, mm -hmm. I created a 75 line item turnover calculator that I do per position and go, this is how much you're losing with every time you lose that field person. And they're just blown away because they don't realize it. Um, and they're even the, even the numbers guys are like, wow, I didn't even know. You know you're CFO. <laughs> so, um, you know, we all have something to add. And I think what I hear you do and probably your people do find out what you're not good at and get somebody else to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't like QuickBooks, um, but I, I do QuickBooks. I actually have a call with my accountant tomorrow about QuickBooks. I I'm like, who can I hand this off to? Cause I don't want to do it. My husband don't want to do it. So, you know, it's just, it's those kind of things that you're like, I don't really like this, you know, yeah. so I, yep. I would rather do this. So, yeah, that is key. And, you know, since we as solopreneurs, one person business owners, we, we can choose that, right? We can mm -hmm. model our business in a way that gives us joy, not burden. Right. And, you know, I'm all about harmony, which is why I don't, I didn't build a big agency and do all that stuff over the last 15 years. I just wanted to have the freedom and flexibility to do amazing work, come up with some amazing results for my clients and, and just have a good time. Yeah. I think for people starting out, the reality is, is you're going to work really hard those first couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> you just to, if you, I went cold Turkey, I left corporate HR and great salary and benefits and said, Nope, I'm going to do this now. I don't know that that's what everybody should do. But that was me. And um, I'm like, nope, this is what I'm going to do. And I worked really, really hard. And uh, there are now many, most evenings I don't work or it. I used to for the first three years. I did last night. I was telling you, I had to do a brief presentation for one of my clients this morning. I'm like, I'm in there doing PowerPoint, cracking myself up because, you know, well, it's got to be done. <laughs> so I, I like it. I've done it before. And so I can do it, you know, but uh, so yeah, now I've it just takes time to have yeah, a life. It does. Uh, and that's always been my big quandary because I've got the skill set and I love doing everything, all the aspects of marketing. I mean, I even produce this podcast myself. You know, I don't send it out. And, and it's the point where like, okay, Terry, you're getting busy with clients. It's You really got to, you got to figure something's got to go out yeah. to somebody else and it's okay. And because I enjoy it so much. So it's it, part of it's my perfectionist. Like I want to get my DNA on it. And the yeah. other's like, I just really like doing it. You know, when I can have such a bigger impact, if I take that time and give it to a client. Yeah, I, it is it, it hard. It's hard to decide what to give away. And, and there's a great exercise in the book, Traction, Delegate to Elevate. I don't know if you ever heard of the book, Traction. No. Really good. I mean, what what do I do really well? And I like to do what do I not do well? And I can give to somebody else. And it's got a little quadrant. And I just did it with one of my clients the other day because I use traction in our business. Um, it's a great book, by the way, for your uh, solopreneurs. Uh, Jim and I use it, you know, just an example. What's your 10-year goals, your three-year, your one-year, your 90-day rocks? And, and you look at them, at, you know, every week. Are, are we hitting them? Um, so that's something we do well. Now, on the other side, the sales side of our business goes to the side because we're serving clients. So right. that's an area that we can grow. And there's great, great people involved with NSA, National Speaker Associations, that focuses on sales. And I just need to listen to more of their podcasts. But we also, to, to your point of hiring people out, um, how, you know, how did we become 
Because one thing is, as, as a speaker, um, how do you differentiate yourself from everybody else? How do you get own proprietary information? So we got a, we sat with a coach um, and all, everything was up in Colleen's head about mm-hmm. HR. Right. We put it into our models, into our language. Yep. And that's what we wrote our book on. And that's, yep, that's what your you know, IP. That's right. That makes us different. So that too, because, you know, yes, I'm part of John Maxwell and yes, I'm part of Crucial Conversations. And, but what's Colleen's information from her mm-hmm. 20 plus years in HR? That's what I do, by the way. Business okay. of you, 1000% you, because that's you good. are what makes your brand unique. Yeah, that's good. That, that's good, Terry. So, and I met that, <laughs> I met that coach from National Speaker Association when we went to Denver and That's great. We, we flew to Canada and met with him and worked with him for six months. And, and here's um, the other thing. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. When you're on stage, it's you. Yeah. When you're doing your consulting, it's you delivering it. And when you're doing your training, it's you delivering it. So people don't have a relationship with your product. They have a relationship with you. So yeah. the more you are, you, (laughs) the better that relationship is. And it's so funny because this is what I base all my work on. And I've found in my work, people, because I've been in obscurity, that's been my biggest challenge as a solopreneur is obscurity. Um, Because I'm so busy doing the work, I'm not out there getting out, right? And I'm not one of those kind of like, hey, here I am, look at me, hire me kind of thing. Um, But when people get to know me, you know, even just a simple interaction like this, they're like, God, that Terry, I got to work with her or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? It's like when they get a little dose of who you are, because I'm like real from the, from the minute I open my mouth. Right. And I think everybody needs to realize and trust that because that is what we are in a relationship business, whether you're an employee in a business, whether you're a consultant out there doing your thing or a speaker on stage or whatever. I mean, we are in relationship business. That's why I love customer experience. And that's always been so important to me. And this, to, to complement that, that's what the supervisor employee is based on. It's about the relationship. And if there's not trust in, uh, in that my supervisor, that they have my best interest at heart, then that relationship is, is not going to work and they're going no. to leave. Yeah. <laughs> because they yeah. can. Yeah. You yeah. We've got so, evidence of that. Wow. That's right. Yeah, that's that's where right. all the solopreneurs are coming from. <laughs> right. It's a huge market. That's right. That's right. Why are people working for themselves? Well, because they don't like the corporate as- yeah. atmosphere or they don't yeah. like their boss or they're just tired of this, you know? And there, there are new industries popping up left and right to support the solopreneur. It's amazing. I mean, talk about a cottage industry blow up. It's just, it's going to be crazy. I'm excited about it. I really am. And I'm glad I'm in the mix and stirring things up and providing content to support people. And because it's, it's like, I'm telling you what, having your own business is the best personal growth program ever. Oh yeah. You've got to be pretty reflective. Hmm. Yeah. What am I, why are my clients not staying yes. with me? Or... And I'm glad to hear that you got a coach to help you. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's super important to have um, a coach and this, that's probably the most important lesson I've learned being on my own is because I don't have any objectivity about my own stuff. Mm-hmm. None. And none of us do. It's Mm -hmm. just a weird human brain thing. Mm -hmm. And when we have somebody who can come and reflect and mirror and just see what's going on and go, okay, you're all wrapped around the axle about this, that, and the other, Mm -hmm. give it up and go over here and do this because that's what you're awesome at. You know, it's like they can just slice through 
yeah. uh, all the bull crap that we spend so much energy building up and, you know, justifying and, and arguing for and <laughs> yeah. when they're like, okay, just stop. <laughs> I think, yeah. When I think of a coach, I mean, I do a lot of executive coaching, so it's the one-on-one. Um, but I think what, what the experience for us, and, and we invest a lot in the business, you know, a lot of people, I mean, we, we make money, but we invest it back in that, that is our philosophy. So uh, the first three years, it was make it, invest it, make it, invest in it. And so the coach was able to, and this is funny because I use that with my clients. Now he was able to take everything that I think I wanted to talk about and put it in the models in in the a a direction we could go. So now when I go into and I'm I'm working with HR people because I, I partner with them, and so uh, to help take their organization to the next level, or I, you know, go in and fix the organization. I do exactly that. I'm like, okay, let me learn about your organization. You know, same thing a coaching does. And, and for all of us, we could do that. And then how do we create systems for you and consistency exactly. for you so that everybody in your organization is doing the same thing? That's what I have found that I struggle with as a solopreneur. And so do my clients of, yeah. okay, now we're going to, now we're going to do, I do what I call retention talks. And that's having conversations with your employees, supervisor, boss to make sure where they are and to keep them right. Well, how do we make that consistent? <laughs> you hired me to turn things around. This is what I'm telling you to do. And so it's it's funny how we need it as a solopreneur. And it's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm doing inside of companies. So that that person who can help organize you is so valuable. It is yep. worth the money. <laughs> yeah, that's what my clients tell me. Terry, you got me organized and you gave me confidence but you know you know what they say that we teach what we have to learn ourselves (laughs) it's like the irony of life right colleen yes it is so true yeah this has been a great conversation and i'm so appreciative of all that you brought to it and and how how much fun we had and for my listener I hope you got some really great nuggets there that you can, even though we did talk a little bit about corporate and stuff, we're still talking about people. We're still talking about communication relationships. So take from it what you will, but know that it doesn't matter whether you're in a corporation or whether you have your own business, you're still going to need help. And you got to figure out how to do that, when to do it and prepare yourself to be a leader in your own business. Colleen, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. It was wonderful. It's so good getting to know you, Terry. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.